Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, we're absolutely back in business. Here we are. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield for the Shelter Footy Cast. I'm a bit excited there. Sorry, my levels are probably way too hot for everyone's ears, but I am back. Skeeter is back. The Shelter Footy Cast is back. Hello, mate. Hello, Scoey. We've come a long way over the summer, haven't we? We were sitting in a a garage um, for most of our lives uh, last year, (laughs) and now we're actually in a, uh, well, custom-built Office. It's just we're going from we're going places. That's all I have to know. Well, the podcast is going places, but have you and I gone anywhere over the off season? I've worked not? it out. Five words sums up my off season: been in a good paddock. <laughs> uh, and I'll just explain that very briefly. I went to the Boxing Day test. Went with uh, a bloke called Paul Higgins, Michael Brennan, Steve Derui, a couple of lads. We thought we'd just go and watch some cricket. We sat down for the start of play. We said, "Look, we'll go and have our first beer, first shelter when the first Pakistani wicket falls." Half an hour, no wickets. We went stuff this. We're going to start heading up to the bar because we're not going to wait for the first wicket. Correct. Anyway, on the way up there, we saw the Shane Warne health test, which was uh, instigated. Test, yeah. yeah, it was really fantastic. You sit down, go through your blood pressure, your um, cholesterol, the whole box and dice. Look, I, I came out. I told a couple of little fibs, but in general, okay. The problem I got, Scoey, was when I saw my weight, and for the first time in my life, uh, at the MCG, raising my bat for triple figures, three figures, hundred. I'm going. I just about fainted. So anyway, we all had a bit of a good hard look at ourselves in the mirror. And 10 minutes later, we went upstairs and proceeded to drain 17 <laughs> cans of shelter um, and watch the cricket and get Polak. So anyway, that was, uh, that was my wake-up call over the off-season. That's very good from you, Skeeter. Uh, if you are new to the show, WA's premier football podcast. That's right, Skeeter. Is that, is that official? Is that's, it just... oh, we're, that's what we're saying. <laughs> Don't worry, that's what we're saying. The Shelter Footycast. Uh, you can find us on socials, Shelter Footycast, uh, on Instagram, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, I think we've got a new email, but I'll get back back to you on that one youtube you can find us over at Backchat uh, studios over there so a couple of things are changing the shelter space as well they've got a new beer out skeeter italian pilsner um listen to this you, I, you just tell me if this is a molto crispy beer modeled on the best that italy has to offer crisp clean and delightful now available at your locals that's wow. pretty good so there's an italian shelter italian, range now italian pilsner out yesterday i believe wow it's weird. this this shelter is just going from big to better to the like, Italian. So just off the back of that, speaking footy, yes. uh, the Italian WA team of the century is going to be announced in May. And there's some obviously great names, Peter Matera uh, and Phil Matera and Wally Matera. And so there's, that's going to be put together. So the Italian Pilsner nice. is just nicely woven into the fact that uh, the team of the century for WA have had a VFL slash AFL team of the century for Italians. Now... Uh, 
all the Italians are uh, lining up to be in that team. I believe a friend of the family here at Backchat Studios, Frank Agostino, has been invited down to the night. I don't know if he's in or not. Uh, had maybe a couple of shelters with him during the week and believe he copped maybe a little invite down there. So you look like you know who's in the team. Don't give it away just in case you do because he doesn't know. And um, yeah, Frankie, good waffle player back, yeah, in, his, back in his day. Now, East Perth? Uh, East Perth, that's yeah. correct. Now, Skeeter, uh, I think it's time for a bit of footy. Uh, you're wondering what we're going to do today. I think we have a bit of a look back at the pre-season that we've missed. We've clearly been off. Oh, I've been in a great paddock as well, Skeeter, got to Are be you, honest. So I'm a hunch, which I'm, I'm embarrassed about, but I've, since, I've taken steps to... Oh, yeah, I'm, are you asking him I'm 100? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm 100, mate. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I was I was 110 about three weeks so ago. So can I ask you what you were in your playing days? Uh, I used to play at 97, which you put about three kilos on with carbo loading, so I'd walk around about 94. So currently I'm walking around <laughs> <laughs> over 110 kilos. How do, you, how do you actually feel? Physically or yeah. mentally? <laughs> Both. How do I look? I think you look okay. Okay, good, perfect. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's keep it at that. Let's get into some footy, I think, uh, Skeeter. Um, we're going to have a look at around the AFL, uh, at all the clubs, both at West Coast and Fremantle, what we, what we missed. But before we get there, just some current stuff going on. The West Coast Eagles and Frio Dockers playing some scratch matches. I was at the Eagles game. I think we should start there, Skeeter. Uh, it was a decent little hit out. They broadcast it live on their uh, West Coast platform and I commentated for the first half. They had their best 18 or so playing uh, for certainly the first uh, quarter. Um, there was some notables, uh, my, my best performers out there. Jamie Cripps uh, kicked the first two goals and ended up with three goals in the first quarter. Uh, Harley Reid, Probably 50-50 between a back flank and uh, through the middle. Impressive. Ruben Jimby, impressive. Uh, Jaden Hunt, probably one of the best players out there. Had the most touches, uh, I think, out there. But the biggest, and I mean this in both ways, uh, and most impressive, I thought, was Matt Flynn. And I, and I really think he's going to be a difference to what West Coast does this year. Not only does it give them a... You know, he's a he's a standard, standalone ruckman in Matt Flynn, but it allows a Bailey Williams who's had... Uh, you know, a year of learning his rock craft to go forward. And now when he's coming in, which he did a little bit on the weekend, he looks so dangerous as that ruckman because he's pretty fresh, comes in, few clearances going the other way and they can get going forward. But Matt Flynn around the ground looked very good, Skeeter. Yeah, that's been the missing piece. I mean, Bailey Williams uh, did a super job in that ruck role, but it's not what he came to the club as originally, is it? Now, given that if he can lock down a forward position, and I suppose do the, the ruck work in the forward line, is that, that what they're looking for from him this year? Yeah, that'll be a one-two. That I reckon in terms of selection um, issues or, or, or things that are going to come up for West Coast, that would be the last of them. I think that's set and forget. Yeah. You've got Matt Flynn, he starts in the ruck. Bailey Williams plays as the third, second, third tall, and he comes in and pinch it, you know, for maybe five minutes, get Matt Flynn off the ground, give him a rest. And that'll be a combination they go with for the first half of the year, and they won't change it, and they've got no reason to change so it. So just either. in brief, because I haven't seen Flynn play. I mean, for West Coast, is he? Give our listeners an idea. Is he a bit like Nathan Vardy? Or is he a bit like um, any other ruckman that West Coast have? And they've had some some lower named ruckman or so low, low key in terms of reputation come to the club, and Flynn sounds like he's. Well, it's similar sort of areas. You know, you've seen a, a Tom Hickey, mm. uh, a Keegan Brooksby came and did that, and Nathan Vardy. Yeah. He's got license gone now as well. But he's a bit of a mixture. If you've seen him play for GWS, I, I always liked, used to really like watching him as a GWS player. I think he's quite strong around the at, at the contest, in the actual ruck contest. He looks like a strong 
uh, Ruckman. Um, but he's quite good around the ground, gets a bit of the ball, um, pretty confident uh, with you know using the footy. So maybe a, a combination of a Nathan Vardy and a Scott Lysett, if you want to do that. I think he's got the Scott Lysett around the ground, can get a bit of the ball and move, but he's very strong at the ruck contest. So I just think a really great addition, uh, uh, Brockman. About to ask you about Tyler Brockman. Tyler now, Brockman. He, he's, did he do much on the weekend? Yeah. But what I've heard is that, A, he's got the, the leg speed, he's got some tricks. Is he that sort of half forward or is a bit through the mid? Uh, look, I don't know if you'll see him that much through the midfield. Maybe, again, to chop out a few of the guys. But he looks to the level. Like, um, not going to have your 35 touches. But when he gets near the ball, it, something happens yeah. and he's clean and he's he's a, he's a level above anyone like he's not Cyril Rioli but you know when Cyril Rioli used to get near the ball and you just something's going to happen it's that feeling right he's um he looks like someone who's been playing AFL understands what's required and he's dangerous and he's quick um and he's probably a little taller than I thought he was actually I thought he was smaller but he's in your mid 180s I think like he's 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 quite tall uh I think again a, a great addition to West Coast what what their issues they're going to have? So I've been quite positive. They've got an injury list, mm. um, and we heard from Adam Simpson after the game. Uh, thanks to yours truly, I've noted that's been rolling rolling out as Channel Seven's work and some of my better work on the boundary down there, Skate. But that's okay. So you calling the game and doing the yeah? Post-match. Look, I know. Does that surprise you, man? Of many talents. Well, as long as you're getting the double invoice, yeah. Simo said after you know they've got more injuries now than they do uh, they did last year. And they added to that account uh, on the weekend. Clay Hall uh, injured in a really reckless and stupid tackle by Elliot Yo. if I'm going to be um, brutal. Um, and I say that with this context. Uh, in my first year under Adam Simpson, um, he was pushing the contest hard, which is what West Coast are doing right now. Um, so physicality was encouraged. And we are doing a match sim about the same time as we are. I think it was in January. And I had a contest with Pat McGinnity, a good mate of mine. And he liked the rough stuff too. So I think I sort of saw that in him. He picked up the ball. I grabbed him and I dumped him to the turf. And it was a free kick. And look, on reflection, silly tackle. But in my mind, I sort of thought, oh, you know, Simo wants the physicality. I'm sure. Anyway, um, the next day before we did our main training session, Simo called everyone in, showed one clip. It was me dumping Ginner, berated me in front of the group. Um, made me just, he was like, don't you ever tackle your teammate like that in a match sim uh, and then he kept me afterwards one on one and went me again and I've never forgotten it mm. did, did you look back now and think you got unfairly uh, singled no. out or, or do you think it was spot on um, no I think it's probably close to spot on but I also I'm adding that context because I understand how it happens right and especially an Elliot Yo type he's a competitive guy and if he's not playing with that on the edge yes. he, he's not Elliot Yo. Yes. I suspect but I'll take Simo's point and say you can't be doing that to your teammates. So he picked. Well, forget up. forget a teammate. Can he do that? And I didn't see it. Can he do that on game day? No. In round one and and escape a punishment. Oh, I thought he hit his head. So he had both of Clay Hall's arms pinned. He threw him to the ground, dumped him. Um, I thought he hit his head at the time. I don't think he did, but I believe it's a pretty decent ankle injury. And I think Elliot will be disappointed in what what he put out there. So Clay Clay Hall um, does that. Uh, I think there's a couple of other um, key injuries that haven't quite been revealed, Skeeter, and I had a little bit of inside access there. So I won't give you the names, but I will say I think they've added to that 
injury list significantly. And for this team to get better, they need everyone. Well, they need players. Mate. Everyone out there. Uh, yeah. So they've 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 taken a really contested approach at this preseason, and they've openly said that, and they've they're, they're willing to take the injuries. They believe they're more durable this year because of it. Because there was a lot of criticism, mm. apart from the injuries, which again that's put that issue aside, is the lack of ability to to, to physically go with opposition sides yes. to, to um, whether it's endurance whether it's the, the strength so there's a whole there's a myriad of issues they're dealing with and as you said they're trying to address that aspect during the pre-season but the consequence of that is you, you can end up losing some soldiers that's right so uh, I don't know what sort of shape they're in but I don't think it's terrific on the injury front let's keep moving Skeeter Dockers intra club was underway as well I believe the best on ground there was Luke Jackson kicked uh, kicked four goals He's going to be partnering up front a fair bit after Sean Darcy signing on long-term deal. He's they're trying to they're trying to have Luke Jackson as a forward who goes into the ruck. He's not a ruckman. He well, Darcy's a real ruck, isn't well, he? Well, absolutely. You're not going to play Sean Darcy forward, and if they do, it's just to rest him. He's not a forward. He's a flat-out ruckman, and he gets better and better as the game goes on. So Jackson dominates. I saw a couple of his marks, huge contested marks. That's what Freo have been missing, like a gun forward, and so that's. I think a smart move by them. He kicks four. Amos kicks four, who is a gun, right? He is a gun. But I would have him more of a um, Pavlidge type off- operator where he's leading, he's repeat efforts, he's a really smart player. At ground level, he's very good. Correct. So there's, yeah, you, look, and I've, I've been speaking to people who have said Luke Jackson and those four goals will, will sort of back up. He's flying physically. And we're probably going to see uh, something a bit different from Luke Jackson this year in terms of the level he brought. We saw it to- at times last year. So I think it's really exciting. As you said, uh, since Matthew Pavlich has been a concern of who can kick the goals. We know Matt Tabin has um, been, you know, for where he was picked up as a, as a kid in the yes, draft. Rookie. He, rookie. He's had an outstanding career. So but, he's, he's fourth in line at the moment because Josh Tracy's jumped him. Tracy and Tracy, it's now time for him to stand up and, and really provide the, uh, that other option. Patrick Voss has been picked up as part, uh, rookie listed after two years with Essendon. So uh, what he can bring to the table is, is more depth, I think, more than anything. Mm. But you're right. If you've got Jackson and Amos as your two pillars and you've got Darcy staying fit, uh, there's a lot to like about Frio. And, and Nat Fife obviously, is having a very good uh, pre-season. He's going back to being the midfield bull. That's, that's the, the line, having spoken to, to Jackson and Darcy at a function last week. He played 100% of his minutes in the midfield, so <clears throat> that's a massive change from last year. If you remember this time last year, it was full forward, five, forward, right? forward, forward, right? And um, I was a bit of a fan of it because of their circumstance. Tracy hadn't taken the leap. We didn't know what Luke Jackson could do as a forward, and so they they needed someone. I think they identified that too. But they're looking at their forward line now. Ajay Amos takes another leap forward. He's going to be a great player. So I think those three forward: Jackson, Amos. Tracy, that's a dangerous forward line. Uh, I, I, like I, I bang on about Josh Tracy. He has the ability and the physicality and the attributes to be an outstanding player. He just needs the maturity, where to put his body. Um, but he's a, he's a physical guy. He's a, he's a second, third effort guy. And, and he can be your pillar up the ground a bit higher. And he can base, you can, can take some heat off these guys. So they're not getting the best mm. in defender every time. So, yeah. And I see him even at waffle level. He has got that, looks like he, he walks a bit taller. And he ha- he's starting to do that at AFL level. But yes. he kicks a goal from 55 
comfortably. He's got that physical presence. He's so great. he's going to be – he's just waiting. He's 21, 22. Like he's, he's got so much upside, but you still have to – you know, the AFL yeah. doesn't give you um, an unlimited time to, to show that. The only concern, I guess, off the back of that is you've got these forwards, these tall forwards of Freo that are, are operating very nicely at the moment. But Lockie Schultz is gone. Who picks up the slack? Sunson Walters is obviously the wrong side of 30. Need some of these small forwards. And and one guy, again, having having spoken to the two big ruck boys uh, last weekend, is that Cooper Simpson yes. is a guy that's going to press really strongly for round one against Brisbane. Uh, now, whether he's a mid, whether he's a half forward, or you know he's got the pace and skills to possibly help out through the middle and even down inside their attacking 50. I think it's sounding like he's sort of your, your Schultz type, maybe not the intensity that Schultz has been able to bring. Um, you know, clearly that was a you know trademark of his play, but Cooper Simpson, big hype. He played through the midfield and half forward. Uh, Jeremy Sharp played on the wing, obviously brought over from the Gold Coast Suns, uh, replacing a Liam Henry. He played a lot of, you know, that that style of footy last year. Jordan Clark, very good off a back flank. I think he'll be... Um, more back than he was wing. Um, Hayden Young, because of that, I think he's set for a big year in the midfield. And so that's that's the natural progression for him. We saw a bit of it last year, didn't we? I, I quite like that. I mean, in my view is in, in modern day footy, I use Collingwood as an example, the more mids you can have, Geelong had it when they were really strong, yep. the more mids you can have rotating through there, the possibility just opens up opens up your team to more success, I think. I think if you have six to eight to ten blokes that can go through there, there's, that doesn't hurt. There, there, there is, there's actually very few players that uh, are, are very good players that will stay in the back line. Like, and as much as I'll bang on about you know backs winning premierships, and they do, you, you want your best players around around the footy. And, you know, Shannon Hearn, for instance... I think he bucks the trend a bit. Usually a Shannon Hearn would end up in the midfield because of his penetration with his kick and his straight line running. Um, Hayden Young is a gun and they want him around the ball. They want him with the footy in his hands and he's starting to develop his game as a midfielder. A little side note, in the first intra-club match for Fremantle, Will Brody best on ground. So I think we've... You mean the forgotten Yeah, Fremantle. We've completely forgotten about him. He, he, He played that year with Mundy in the side. Uh, and and he signed a new deal and and it was like well this guy's just the heir apparent he's going to come in um, last year was out of favour because of the the defensive side of his game it'll be interesting um, with a Brayshaw Sarong young type midfield does he have a spot in there is there a spot for him to come through because he needs to he needs to add a, a half forward role to his to his bow to be able to do that because you're not putting a Sarong to half forward. You're not putting a Brayshaw much to half forward. You're probably not putting a Young to half forward. Like they're pure midfielders if you're doing that. So I'd like to see him take a step forward and, and add to that midfield depth for Freo. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got him to the club. They know what he can do. But as you said, he's defensive side, which means if they did, and I know you're very big on this occasionally, if an opposition team has a player you want to shut down or, or run with, he, yes. off the top of my head, would be someone. But he, does he have that defensive capacity or is he one of those players? Some players are just great at look, getting the ball and then, and then doing what they can with it. Whether he has got that as part of his makeup, and maybe Justin Longmuir, whether he can explore that during uh, the early part of the season, not too sure. Never but, had it. Yeah. yeah. But he's a player that we, we, we know he can, just the, the dynamics of, of this side at the moment, which leaves us with a, a few questions. I agree, Skater. Now we're headed to a little break. I, to do that, I just want to play you a little bit of music. Pacific Avenue, Sydney-based indie rock lords. Sorry, can you... Pacific Avenue. Pacific Avenue hitting shelter for their only regional show. 
Friday, 22nd of March. Final release of tickets on sale now. Don't miss out. Just have a little listen to this, Skater. I like it. Well, they're playing at Shelter, March 22nd. You can get your tickets right now. Go on the Shelter website. Go and find them. Absolutely. And look, we bumped into, we bumped into um, at the cricket um, from the um, Southern River Band, the yes. lead, lead singer. He was dressed like he was about to perform. Callum. Callum. <laughs> he had the gear. He just looked like he was a rock star. He literally walks around like Does that he? every day, all day. <laughs> uh, if we're talking about things that are helping, uh, happening at the Shelter uh, Brewery down yeah. at uh, Busso, one of the great venues. You get down there in the off-season? No, uh, no, I didn't. I, maybe I did go. I can't remember. I was, <laughs> <laughs> just all the beers went into one. Skeeter, the 29th. We're there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the 29th of February. So that is next Thursday. Thursday week. We are having a live show at the Shelter Brewery in Bustleton. Shelter Footycast Live. Is it ticketed? I have no idea. Do we want you to come down? Yes, yes. we do. I, I, I don't think it's ticketed. I think it's a welcome to everybody. Come down, listen to me and Skate talk some jargon. I believe it's a night show, a bit of an evening show, Skeeter. You know, well, that's... that's With a uh, couple of Italian pilsners into you. <laughs> that suits us. I'm actually... I'm staying down there for an extra night just because I feel... As if I want to just ingratiate myself with the Busso and the Shelter right? Boys. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? What are you going to do down there? We'll take my wife down there and, uh, and just, just hold hands. Okay, very nice. Now, you have been busy in the off-season, Skeeter. Before we get into what we missed uh, from the other clubs uh, throughout the AFL, which I've got a few notes to get through, what do we miss in your life uh, in the off-season, Skate? I just want you to watch and learn and maybe have a little look at some of your best work on social media. Let's have a look at this. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Skate. Hi, Mark Reddings here, introducing you to the all-new EV9 electric seven-seat SUV. Let's go for a drive. Yeah, I'm a daughter to this. Is that right? Yeah. Here we go. Look at this. Skeeter. Tapping the fingers. Yeah. Nodding the head. What are you listening to, do you think? Uh, just in my head, just playing songs Powerful, in my head. Capable <laughs> and fully electric. <laughs> there are wow. three exceptional models. Earth, yeah. air and GT line. All-wheel drive. Wow, look at this. This is some of the better work. Look at this. The sunroof gets open. You are the last person in the world that needs a sunroof. Skater, your head would be scorched driving down the Mitchell Freeway if you had the sunroof open. Keep that shut at all times. Here we go, pulling into Skater's house. What are you going to say, you going to say for yourself, Skater? Book your test drive today or call in and see the team at Osmond Park Kia. Yeah. Thank you very much, Osmond Park Kia. A bit of a shout-out. Free plug for you there. Clearly, they're looking after you, are they, Skater? I drove that. Uh, apparently, it's worth about $100,000 for the electric car. Uh, where did you get your licence? I just wasn't sure if having both hands off the wheel <laughs> while you're driving. Ah. Have a, look at this. No, well, this is, well, it's called just balance. It's intuition on the road. That's what it is. <laughs> intuition. You've got no hands <laughs> on the wheel. And what about, uh, Nick, can we just have a little look? So hands, two hands on, on the wheel yeah. at all times and maybe eyes on the road as well. Like what are you, what's Mate, absolutely going on? This, trust me, when you've got a, the boys in the back seat, you don't reckon you'll give it the occasion to try with one arm while <laughs> trying to, trying to store, sort out the issues of the back. I'll tell you what, well, since this new studio's we've sitting here, mm. this chair's got a bit of the old recline, so I can, if you do bore me, I can go to sleep. <laughs> I don't actually, I don't actually think that you wouldn't do that either. I think you could just keep off for a couple of minutes while we're doing a podcast. Have a nap. 
All right, uh, that's what we did miss across uh, Skeeter and my life. Uh, I haven't done my naked lap around Optus yet, but I will be doing it. When? Before round one. Obviously, I, I said, if West Coast Eagles, I said on this podcast, I know. If the West Coast Eagles finish bottom of the ladder, win the wooden spoon, I'll do a naked lap around Optus Stadium. I will be doing that before round one. I think that's a fair that's a fair proposition, isn't it? It is. Well, the, the issue is uh, round zero. I need to know: is it going to be an AM or a PM uh, event? Why do you need to know that? I just what are you going to come down and watch? Hey? I certainly have no interest. But there's going to be uh, probably from a just a modesty point of view. You, surely you'd be looking for something uh, after after, after sort of hours. Nightfall, I think yeah. <laughs> after hours would be nice. That's a modesty point of view. Uh, what do we miss at Fremantle over the off season? Patrick Voss just signed. We spoke about that. Uh, he gets a lifeline after uh, Essendon uh, sent him on his way, so he gets added through the SSP, the supplemental selection period. Um, that deadline is today. Day. Yes, I think Richmond have to make a decision. I think at Collingwood, just off the top of my head, I Bryn Teekle missed out on, on a, a gig at Collingwood. But yeah, it's today I think the uh, final decision has to be locked and loaded for those clubs. Sean Darcy re-signed with the football club. That was a contract that was up in the air. Would he stay? Would he go? Geelong. But he has signed on for a big, big deal. Uh that means they've got two Ruckman. I know I've just been banging on about Luke Jackson being a forward, but they've got two big men on big money at that football club. They have, but unlike the Brody Grundy, Max Gorn situation, I think this has got more potential. Yes. Uh, I think Grundy, you know, both were essentially Ruckman, uh, and Max plays a bit more forward now. But no, I think, I think you're right. Jackson could be um, pinch hitting in the Ruck and still, still playing some minutes there. But it, primarily what we're seeing is a guy that's going to be, as a defender, how do you match up on him athletically? There's so many um, variables with, with Jackson. So there's Are you that. happy with that? Are you happy with that list profile of Frios? Don't mind it, yeah. I don't, well, their back line has been pretty much, much settled for, for a while, I think. They, yep. They've got enough uh, pillars there. and they, I just think they've got to keep building their midfield, make sure the development of Amos and Tracy and, um, and their forward line has a bit more potency to it. But, and we know there's been some pressure on, well, certainly from a media perspective, some of the media about Justin Longmuir's position uh, this year, given yes. uh, Luke Beveridge's name's come up. I mean, he knows. You, you, they've got to play finals for him to, to sleep well at the back end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you look at it, but he's been through this as a player as well. You get into contract years and um, maybe it's a myth, but sometimes players have some better years when there's a you know gun to their head. Um, purely philosophically, mm. obviously, but um, when there's that pressure on and you either perform or you go home, we will see if he rises to the top. I, I'd be confident he stays at that football club for a long time. They'll be looking for stability. The last thing the Freo yeah. Dockers want to do is take out a Ross line, put in a Justin Longmuir and have him there for, how long has he been there? Five years? And a couple of those were COVID. Correct. Um, and I, there were issues with that. You want stability as a football club. So I'd be very confident he stays. Yeah, I think so. Look, it's interesting. Look, this might have changed, but last time I spoke to him, um, he had Colin Young as his manager. That's now changed. He went and did his own negotiation for a contract last time, I'm told. He told me. Yeah. So, and I don't know and if that's still, still representing himself. Yeah, well, if that's the case. That would be a difficult thing that's to unusual. do. That's unusual. And I'll be honest with you, I think you're, I reckon you're better at doing that. If we're doing something together, yes. I'm terrible. I'm hopeless just, just pushing. Like, just whatever. No, we'll just, it's, I, I, and I think it's hard for most people to push their own yeah. value, whether it's at a football club or, or for a job interview type. I think uh, if the fact he's doing that, and he seems like a quite a humble bloke, yeah, there's, there's challenges with that. Sam Butler tried to do it one year at West Coast and walked into the office and... <laughs> Got um, paid less. <laughs> he had, no, well, he had all these notes about why he was should have a bigger deal and, and longer, and he had bang, 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 and they just sat there and listened and they said, 
no, we're not doing that. This is and this is why you've been injured. You're not consistent. This and that. But he walked out, <laughs> got on the phone to a manager, and said, "I'm going to have to get you to come negotiate my deal because he got marched out the door <laughs> exactly. basically, um, which uh, would be difficult to do." West Coast Eagles, like I think we've spoken about that. They've changed a lot at the football club. New CEO Don Pike. I like his attitude. I like his public messaging. He's being very open. He's being uh, honest, and I think they're trying to pull that across the club because it hasn't been something there. Not been, as open. Not as transparent as some other clubs. Well, not as honest. But they've, they've been. High Fighting things, and, and, I, and I've heard Don Pike say that that we we haven't been as transparent and as honest as we we should have been, and they need to do that not only for the members, but it's the landscape now. You can't escape with anything. You can't hide things anymore. No, and I think you know, you can look at the, like there's there's two clubs. I think you can. I think Collingwood have, have been yep. really good in that space. Um, uh, I think it's Nadia going back when she was communications manager, I think with Stephen Riley, or they've had changes, but there's certainly, I think Collingwood's been, given the size of their club, which is comparable to West Coast. Yep. The other end of the spectrum, North Melbourne, have always, I think they've been really proactive because they have to generate. Yes. They have to try and compete. So, yeah, I think they've got to find a, a, a middle ground at the very least, the Eagles, in their, in their media department, but also, as you said, Don Pike, trying to be a bit more open with the fans and honest um, interactions and, and that's all you want. I mean, fans will, you know, if you come out and say, look, we, we stuffed this up, people are pretty forgiving, I think. They, it, uh, the only caveat is, I will say, it's a lot of easier to be open and honest In and February. transparent. When, no, <laughs> well, yes, but when you're winning. Yeah, true. And that's serious because it's always easy to spin things more positively or, you know, for Collingwood, for instance, they've been one, they're of, the about, best, one yeah. of the best sides for, for a while now and... and it's a lot easier to front up to the media when they're pretty comfortable with your position as coach and they're not, they're not hunting for, well, what's going on here? What's wrong? What's yeah. the issue? It's a, oh, it's a bit of a, you know, maybe a blip after a loss. No one's hunting. Whereas the position West Coast is in right now, people are hunting for heads or were. And, and, and they got a few. They got them. They're, there's not many that's kept their jobs in well, there. There's only one. Well, two. GM of footy, Gavin Bell's in oh, there. Oh, yeah. We're going to well. say, yeah, in terms of high profile. Yeah, but like, it was, they were after the CEO, they were gone, after the coach, gone. and they were after the fitness oh, and conditioning. Sorry, kept fitness gone, um, doctors gone. Yeah, so, so the captains they gone. can't be accused of not having change. Yes. Um, so interesting. That's what we've missed at West Coast over the break. Let's get into a few of the other clubs, Skeeter. There's a bit going on. Before we do, rule changes. We've had a couple coming into this yes. season. The Braden, Braden, Braden Maynard. The, the Braden yes. Maynard rule. This yes. is the Braden Maynard rule. It yeah, has been it named after him. Yep. So you can no longer jump to smother, leave the ground without taking duty of care. Is the I think mm. is where they're at. So I, I know exactly where they're coming from with this. Other, but it is still it's still almost. I, I haven't seen any case prior to the Maynard one, so I don't think it's going to be a common occurrence. So, but you're right. That's been changed. Um, interesting. Speaking of the rucks, the and I spoke to Brett Rosebury was in town about this yes. about the the now. The ability straight to, to straight arm an opponent at a right contest won't be penalised. So, yeah, there's there's a few which that, you've got. That's that's um, that will change the game. Max Gorn will go to a new level this year because of that. What about you? Talk about changes. I don't understand this. You'll be able to tell me why. Why are you not allowed now to whistle from the boundary line? <laughs> no, seriously, the interchange. Why can't you whistle? Is it because they think you're distracting the players who think the umpire's blowing a whistle? What is this? What is going on there? I, I, I've been trying to track down what the penalty is. Like, I, I want to know: is, is it you know, is it a free kick? It has out to be a free kick at is some it, point, is it? Is it or a warning? Obviously, is it is it a fine? Like, what what is it? Because coaches and other club staff have been banned from whistling from the interchange bench as a result of 
excessive whistling last season. I'll tell you right you're now. On the, you're, you're on sideline. Do you hear this? So one, as boundary rider for Fox, I've never heard anyone whistle for any other club. But in 15 years of playing, I've never been whistled at. And even if I did, I wouldn't be able to hear. You can't. How do you whistle? No. So I, unless you're playing, yeah, like for a club that's not getting many players, uh, many people to the ground. City maybe. showgrounds maybe or something. But seriously, like uh, that's a strange one. I don't know. There's clearly been clubs doing it, you know, maybe to get attention or something. But I would also say like, who cares? Like, I don't think that's something we really need to focus on getting out of the game. No. I don't think it's a big issue, but uh, apparently it is. The last one is uh, fend-offs, uh, the Dusty Martin at yes. uh, the Harley Reid, um, which I think we have a, maybe a little bit of footage. You can no longer uh, palm off or don't argue anywhere high. It's an excess, excessive force no, as well. Sorry, not that you ever have been, but now to be graded as intentional and not reckless. So you'll be going, tribute, you'll be getting weeks. I think that's a difficult one to adjudicate. Yeah. Adjudicate, mm. but but also as a player, um, I, I could fend off back in the day, skater, and it, and it's yes, you're trying to get in the chest, but it's very easy to get high if they drop their level. If you're shrugging, I think if we see sort of any head contact in it straight weeks, I think it's going to be a bit of a wonder. Have a look at. Let's see what Harley Reid has been uh, pulling out here, skater. This is the one we're talking about. This is a well given one. Harley Reid versus the boy. Watch this. That's very good. Oh, that, that's, no, that's for me, very good. For me, that's not that's a, perfection. Yes, yeah, so, so there's nothing to my uh, naked eye illegal about. No, that's the, perfection. I just wanted to show you a bit yeah. of a fend off skater. Uh, we saw that a bit in the West Coast Eagles, <laughs> and and just quickly looking at Ruben Jimby there and the size he is. There's a, a really interesting pic on social media on Twitter. I think in the last week of of oh. Jimby. At the age he is now, First and Nat five. Fife, yes. and just the difference in inside. That's not saying Jinby's going to be a better footballer by any means, but it just the different I can bodies. T- well, I can tell you what that did do. Those photos going up. There's some. You know, my wife has social. Media. She was quite impressed with Ruben. I'm sure you house full of daughters and yeah, wives. Yes, I'd be impressed with that, wouldn't they? They, they? Both of our women in our lives don't really get to have the opportunity to see that sort of action at home between you and I well, given, together. Given between us, we're away about 215 k's at the moment. We've got to do some work, Scoey. Okay, let's get through the other clubs. Skeeter, Adelaide, Dan Curtin, will he play round one? I'm going to give you a point, um, just maybe a question to talk about yep. each club each time. Dan Curtin, uh, do you think he'll play round one? Every chance. I mean, Adelaide's a team I think can play finals this year, but I think given what we've seen from Dan Curtin, uh, training pretty well, I like his chances if not round one certainly early in the season the West Coast Eagles thought they had him they thought they yeah, had the deal done and whether or not it was uh, so Kilda dudded them twice I don't want to say arrogance but whether or not they didn't you know, sleep at the wheel a little bit but they thought they had, they had him dumb and dusted and Collard is the other one you're talking yeah. about uh, Brisbane how do they rebound from a grand final loss do they search for improvement where it's not needed or um is it a year where they use the, the loss of last year to go to an even bigger level? Well, they miss a premiership by kick, so they're not far off it. Uh, they get Ashcroft back, Marcus Ashcroft. Will. Uh, Will, sorry. Son of Marcus. Son of Marcus. Will comes back in after a knee. And Halfway through the year, they'll get him. At some, is it that, that oh, way, He's is it? sort of yeah, tracking that yeah, way, yeah. And, and there's a Tom Duday. Tom Duday, the defender. He's also got some injury issues, I think, heading yes. into the season. I think it was a shoulder off the top of my head. Right. Anyway, no, I think they very much... I mean, their issue... And irrespective of their issue is still playing at the MCG and being able to 
be more successful but, there. But, but can you say that? Like, they, they play well. Grand they, final, they, they play, it was one of the great grand finals. Didn't win, though. And I, their numbers yeah. aren't great. But no, I, I, I think they're very much still in the window. Because that's what you've got to do. In the, uh, you know, we're, we're with the same, right? West Coast, can they win at the MCG? You, you've almost got to take that away. You know, don't, don't, look, they played well. They lost the game, but it wasn't because of the MCG. No. It wasn't because of the... the it, it was because Collingwood played that last seven minutes of that grand final uh, outrageously well. Some of the best, well, most well-drilled um, performance I've ever seen, be able to hold off Brisbane, who, when you're that point of a grand final, seven minutes to go within a kick, you are throwing, mm. you know, it is just caution um, with the wind. You're just gone. And Collingwood just continuously held up under some of those goals. I mean, still they, side bottom. But they did that against GWS as well the yeah. week before, which is, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the most deserved grand final wins I've seen yep. in a while, Skeeter. Carlton, I would say big hype. Massive and, and, hype. And that's, you know, that they, they play in a prelim last year. They start well and then end up getting blown away by Five Brisbane. goals to nil, yes. I think. Yeah. But can they. Can they take a step forward? Because they're 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 hyped up in the media this preseason. Particularly, you know, Victorian media are going to town on them, and obviously they've got more depth this year. Um, you know, Zach Williams returns. Uh, question is, can Harry Mackay get his uh, accuracy levels up? The midfield still looks good. They've lost Wedering for the start of the season with uh, the calf, but yeah, you'd expect them to be. If you're putting a top four in play at the moment, they have to be in consideration. It's certainly in the top eight, I think naturally. Absolutely, and then from there. But yeah, there's a lot of hype, and uh, Michael Voss has just re-signed. Brian Cook has just re-signed. So fan base desperate for success. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, I hope they, from the competition's point of view, go well because they've been two or three years ago. Every Friday night was subjected to Carlton, and they're playing like crap. (laughs) I want to, I want to see good footy, and they played some great footy at the back end of last year. Talking about Friday night footy, uh, good to see Thursday night fully back in swing. I think there's a Thursday night game every week up yeah. until around 15 and then it'll probably be continued. Happy with that. I think Thursday night is outside of the weekend when we're all comfortable um, having a look and, and... A couple of shelters. Having a couple of shelters and watching the footy. At Collingwood. Now, um, they haven't done a lot wrong over the last two years uh, and this certainly isn't something they've done wrong. They've just released their leadership group, Skeeter. Their entire back line... Sorry, their entire leadership group are back Defenders. Line. Uh, Darcy Moore, Braden Maynard, Jeremy Howe, Isaac Quainer, four-man leadership group, all backs. Which yeah. I, oh, that's really rare. Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to think of you know going back even to the to the West Coast Eagles back in the day when John Warsfold was captain. In fact, a lot of most of most captains of the West Coast Eagles backs have been defenders. Yeah, uh, whether it's Darren Glass, um, no John Warsfold, Shannon Hearn. Shannon Hearn. Yeah. So, um, but going back to Collingwood, yeah, Darcy Moore's been outstanding. Like he's. The way he's carried himself has been elite. Do um, they go, can they go back to back? Well, this time last year, you were saying Geelong, and I was adamant they couldn't. Yes. I still think it's very hard, and I'm going to say no if you'd ask me yes or no, mm. but they are exceptionally capable. But can they just keep winning those matches as they were in, in like finals? I think but to, they did that the year before. Yeah, but they, yeah, they did. They, they, remember they did it the year before? But, but and they if, lost if, a really the, close but the mar- prelim. Yeah, by a couple of points or a point. The margins are, are pretty slim. So will there be improvement from other clubs? You yes. expect so. No, will absolutely. They, will yeah. they improve? Possibly. Maybe. But for me, and Lockie Schultz helps that. Hmm. I'm still saying no, but they are, they're a very good football club. Finn McRae, I think, is drafted to the Collingwood Magpies. Uh, been big hype out of his preseason, which is a good effort, a new draftee coming to a footy club. Essendon, uh, new recruits. They had a lot of them for agent period. They were very active. Uh, they were, uh, you know, leadership groups were off in the Himalayas doing high-altitude training. There was blokes 
you know, there's been a lot of talk from Essendon. This football club, if I might add, they need to show. Like yeah. they, they will be um, no good until I see it. And and I know that you know there's uh, you know coach in his second year there and Brad Scott. Um, can they get better? Yes. Will they get better? Unknown. We don't know. Unknown. I don't have them in my top eight. Sam Draper's coming back from injury. He's important to them. Apparently, Todd Goldstein trained unbelievably in practice matches. He he looks like thirty five years old. I think he was my draft. He'd be. You can imagine him coming from North and the prospect. Oh. You'd just be jumping out of your skin. Yeah, he'd be loving. Uh, it. I haven't got them in my top eight as we speak. But you're right no. because there's too many questions. No, that won't be in my top eight. I can tell you that right now. We'll do some preseason um, predictions over the next week or so, Skeeter, and I will not be adding any caveats like running naked around Optus Stadium <laughs> to anything. I can tell you that right now, Geelong. Uh, Tom Hawkins, he was in a bit of a contract battle over the off-season. He was delayed. Will he go again? I think you're almost at the stage where you get to decide whether you do that or not in Tom Hawkins, but maybe Geelong didn't feel that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, look, he, he, he had to finish his career at Geelong. He has to because... Well, he didn't he, have to. No, no. Could have no, no well, they could have. I say that when I think of Doug Hawkins. You would have thought he would have finished his career at the Bulldogs. He yes. didn't. So, where did he finish? I didn't know that. I uh, went to Fitzroy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, and, and Dermy didn't finish at Hawthorne. I mean, but no, there, there's Tom Hawkins, uh, Cats, pretty much, I'm not saying written off, but I think people are thinking, well, you know, they missed the finals last year. There's certainly not going to be a massive spike for them this year. Not That's- really a side that I'm, I'm going to be writing off. I, I think they've got too much leadership and success and a, uh, winning culture to fall off a cliff, but... Do I have them making finals? Don't know yet. Gold Coast Suns, Ben King uh, looking likely to play first round. Uh, Damien Hardwick, of course, the big news over the offseason, him signing. Uh, they need to make finals this year for it to be a success. They've never made finals. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the difference, isn't it? They have shown a bit. They've never really been able to to press and play play a finals brand of footy for long enough during the home and away season. Um, Damien Harwick, can he have the you know the sugar hit that, that they require? I hope they do. I, I'd love them to play finals. It, that, that's what the competition needs. A team like the Gold Coast to actually come of age and give these such a talented list. Um, and that, that will only help keep them together for longer. If they can see that success is not far away, then of course they'll you know, be more likely to stay than want to bail. They will have a significant change in culture with Damien Hardwick at the helm, regardless of who's been there before him. That's what he brings. He, win, uh, he wins, right? Um, that's one thing. But I uh, spoke to Alex Rance over at Backchat, which is a great episode coming up over on that podcast. He spoke about uh, collective buy-in and us before me basically being the key mantras of how Damien Harwick goes about it. So everything for the team, play your role. Um, something that I think the Gold Coast Suns have needed. Um, but Alex Rance did say, uh, <laughs> it's funny, you hear this from all the time from people that have gone to different clubs. He said it's the most connected group he's, he's been around, right? Um, you know, and he's not, he works for them, okay? So, yeah. But he, he said given their location, they're required to be mates because they don't have um, you know they're, they're away from homes they don't have a lot of local products from the Gold Coast Sun so in- interesting to see there what about GWS Giants uh, this is what we've missed over the off season uh, Mason Cox saying he's looking forward to playing in the livestock arena uh, <laughs> when they get the uh, paddock uh, ready for him to play up there uh, Dave Matthews came back and said uh, it'll be interesting to see if Mason Cox gets picked round one uh, then we've just seen last week which I enjoyed this from Dave very much the CEO 
We hate Collingwood as much as we hate Sydney. I absolutely love that. He, he is a marketer as much as he is running that organisation. He wants people to know this is a rivalry and he wants to sell it out. He wants to sell out that stadium. Yeah, he knows that in Sydney you, you can't just get by with uh, with niceties all the time yes. and to try and compete against the NRL. Absolutely, I, I like that. And I'm sure that if he had a chat to um, Jeff Brown at Collingwood, say, look, mate, I'm going to wind this up a Correct. bit. You're cool with that? And I'm sure there'd be no issues. You know, when you say hake, you know, you, it's a strong word. But in yes. footy in footy sense, it's a, it's something I like. It. I mean, you have, you have to be a promoter. And the good thing about the Giants, and the expectations are pretty high because they were, they were the most exciting team to watch at the back end of last year alongside Collingwood. Well, people think, like, not that they should have won that prelim, but they very, very, very easily could have won that prelim against Collingwood. We don't see Collingwood in another grand final. So uh, they're unapologetically taking the competition on from a non-AFL state. And I like everything that I'm seeing out of GWS at the moment. Sam Mitchell from Hawthorne, very sick. I'm going to start moving us through, Skate, because you've got to get to your actual job. Sam Mitchell... Uh, on his deathbed and, and quite literally... In, Read the piece in the, in the Herald Sun and, yeah, it was you know, a couple of times he ended up in hospital and it was, you know, an infection or certainly a pneumonia. Or not well, pneumonia, it was certainly... A, they called it a, a influenza, but stage three. But it was, it was pretty serious. So yep. he was there. Adam Simpson was on holidays over there. And went to come to his rescue. Went to help out and, he's, you know, his family, his twins are there and uh, Sammy's back in town. Just quickly on the Hawks, so they've got some injuries themselves uh, in the pre-season, Jyath, amongst others. Yes, uh, so CJ Blank did his ACL, so they yeah. were hoping for big things there. He just signed a new deal off the rookie, rookie list. So, so for those who got Hawthorne with a bullet, it still might happen, but they've had some early setbacks. Yes, uh, Will Day, another that will have a delayed start. And I believe the lad that plays in the forward line... Is it Mitch Lewis? Uh, no. no. Dylan Moore, Dylan I think, Moore? is off a bit of a delayed start. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Melbourne, one word. Two even. Clayton Oliver. Back. He's back. Well, he played pretty well yeah. at the weekend against Richmond. Uh, well, it's, he's had a fair way there's fair a fair bit. Off. There's a fair bit more noise than you'd like uh, out of Melbourne in the off-season, not to do with football, fair to say. 100%. Um, and given he's your best player when playing well, him and Petrarca and Gorn, yeah. you don't want that sort of noise around. So I think they'll be doing everything in their power and and and. Ideally, he's doing everything in his power to make it about football once the season starts. They don't want to be addressing concerns around gambling or drugs or mm. anything that's not football. They'll, they'll want football. From all reports from their uh, off-season, they are a group of killers. They are, they, are, they are angry. They are us against them. Well, that's what Hamish Brayshaw said to me last year at the start of the year, and they went out in straight sets. So, um, no, I get it. I do understand it. Wow. And he's talking about the off-season. They're still trying to get the, the Glenn Bartlett situation sorted out with the club. But you're right. If they can keep talking footy and keep Oliver um, on track, uh, of course they, they, can, they can go deep. North Melbourne. Um, when I went through the list of stuff here, I still find them quite irrelevant to the competition. Um whether you like that or not, that's just what I think. George Wardlaw, I do like. And I like, a... I like their young talent. Yeah, the young talent's going to be pretty special. So they need to continue to take steps forward. Will they be a challenger this year? No, they won't. Um, George Wardlaw, I'm looking forward to a very big second year in the competition. They've got a couple of good uh, draftees. McKercher. 
Skeeter, I'm going to need you for some pronunciation this Mate, year. I've got to, I've got to have heard them first. <laughs> sure. I'm seeing a uh, wrestling event on Friday, of you are. and I have no idea what their names are. Port Adelaide, Connor Rosie stands up as captain. Yeah, that's a big call. One of their best players, but um, he's got big boots to fill. He has, uh, and Port. We speak of Melbourne, the pressure on them, and and coach Ken Hinckley. They they've got. They've got the numbers there. They've got the talent there, I still think. I think uh, interesting to see how um, Ollie Wines comes back from what would be described as a, a fairly uh, modest 2023. All the hype has been he's been playing full midfield minutes. And when I say midfield, I mean in the guts. He played a lot of wing time last year. Had, which had, seems... had a knee pre-season last year. Ken Hinkley explained that. So seems yeah. strange. Get him in the middle. He's a That's bull. his job. He's a Brownlow medalist yep. bull. So get him in there and leave him in there. Richmond, new coach, Adam Uze. Uh, they're the biggest unknown of the season, I think. Um, new coach. How do they react under that? They don't have the list or the cattle that they've once had, but they've still got some very quality players in there, Dustin Martin uh, being those. I think they're unknown. A lot of people writing them off. They're the same basket as Geelong for mine. Been too good for too long to just completely fall off a cliff. And I have no idea how they're going this year. And I think, well, they beat Melbourne in a pre-season, but, you know, it was 140 to 130, so it was pretty open. I, I think they'll be able to beat the best teams in the competition on their day. And they also might take a hit from a, a lowly club. Uh, Shea Bolton, still yes. the man, I think. Still your man. Yeah, no, I think he's outstanding. Your so, favourite. Now, Tigers are... Look, I agree with you. Tigers like Geelong. It's, it's a watch and act. St Kilda, quick, I'll whip through these. Brad Hill, Brownlow medalist pre-season. Apparently, he has been training the house down. Just been incredible, Brad Hill. So, we're going to keep our eyes on that, Skeeter. No comment required. Sydney, Callum Mills, sole captain, even though... Backing um, him in. Yeah, well, he's ripped his shoulder out of the soccer, whatever he did, wrestling on Mad Monday. I've seen a few of those wrestles, never seen an injury like Callum's. And speaking to a few people that were there on that day, no one knew it had happened. So it sort of went down. It wasn't like a snapping of a leg where everyone knows what's going on. It was sort of wake up the next morning and, uh uh-oh, shoulders sore. Embarrassment, humiliating. How do we explain this? They've added Grundy, Adams, James Jordan from Melbourne. And I think... A great pickup in Hamling from the Freo Dockers. Yes, we're, yeah, I think their pickups are the best of of the competition. Yeah, all all season players that can make an impact straight away. Western Bulldogs Tom Libertoro named as vice captain after nine year absence from the leadership group. That's uh, it's a little strange, isn't it? Well, not really. I, I you know I think it was but pretty public. He had a pretty public battle with um, addiction. Yeah. Um, so you can't have someone like that in the leadership group. So he seems to have. He's, I think he's a father now. Um, matured yeah, okay. and he's one of their best players he's your favourite player at the Dogs I, know I absolutely that. love him um, and bear in mind still heading into the season that there's going to be uh, talk about Tim English having not signed free mm. agency for him and he basically said a week or so ago I'll let my manager being Andrew McDougall yes. um, deal with that so you know the Eagles and just in brief the Eagles are one club depending on how Matty Flynn goes of course but They've now got the salary cap space to, to have a look at someone like Tim if required. I'll tell you when that chat would stop is if he signed with the Western Bulldogs. So if he hasn't signed Western Bulldogs, that's a fair indicator that he's having a look it's around. It's a story, yeah. Uh, that's us, Skeeter. That is done and dusted. Shelter Footycast on social. Have a look there. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. I'll get you the new email. Oh, he's wrapped us up early. It's okay. You can play this out a little bit. Just, just keep it down. A couple of ads to get through. Thank you, Nicholas. Italian Pilsner, a Molto Crispy beer modelled on the best that Italy has to offer. Get down and get those, Skeeter. We're on board. Pacific Avenue. Get your tickets for that. Sounds good. March 22. Uh, do you like them? Yeah, I like, I like what I heard. Finally, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, live from Shelter Bustleton next 
Thursday evening. Get there. <laughs> Giddy up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 